So we are so excited to be here. We are here to talk about our latest obscure animation. This is a series we do every single month where we talk about a lesser known or underrated animated film and we try to give it its day in the sun. And I'm Rachel and Stanford is here. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for inviting me. Nice to be with you again. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. So today we are talking about a film called Summer Wars. It's summer, so it just seemed appropriate. <laughs> Absolutely. And, yeah. And this is, of course, an anime film. And uh, it is by director uh, Mamoru Hosada. And uh, it was released in 2009. So it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty, uh, fairly recent film. And uh, yeah, so had you seen this previous to our, um, to this podcast? No, this was my first viewing of it, Rachel. Oh, cool. So I was really happy. Yeah, that you uh, introduced me to yet another cool movie. <laughs> yeah, I had seen this a couple of times before. Uh, I I still, I've only seen two of Hosada's films. I saw The Boy and the Beast, and I've seen this. And I, I know I need to see The Girl Who Loved Through Time, some of those other ones. I know they're so good. But I really loved this film. And uh, so I thought it was, it, it's not perfect, but I was very entertained and I thought it was super creative. And so I, I thought uh, this is just going to be a really fun one. That I think a lot of people, even if you're not super into anime, I think you might like this. It's just very creative. So what did you think overall? What did you think about it? Well, no, I'm with you. Incredibly creative. Yeah. I thought uh, it was you know, beautiful to look at, had a very compelling storyline, and uh, I, I, re I really, really enjoyed it. I'm really excited to, to talk about it more with you and mm -hmm. get, in, get in more detail about it, but I, I really oh, enjoyed it. I'm really, really glad. Yeah, I think maybe watching it this time, I was a little bit more, since I'm like watching it for a podcast, you know, I was like, oh, that is kind of messy or, right. you know, but overall, I still was very entertained by it. And uh, yeah, it's, it, I think what it does so remarkably is that it combines genres so well. Yes. I mean, this movie manages to be a family reunion movie. It manages to be a romance. It manages to be a video game movie. It manages it's a cyber thriller. thriller. Yeah, absolutely. Cyber thriller, anime film, all of that stuff, all in one. And sometimes it's a little messy combining all these things together. Yeah. But for the most part, it's, it's, it does a pretty good job at it, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I was quite impressed how it was a bit of a, a genre bender. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> and, uh, but but uh, yeah, overall, it, it works. It, it, it works well. Yeah. So uh, Mamoru Hosada has made seven films, including one that is coming up this summer. Yes. Uh, Mirai of the Future, which is pretty exciting. Uh, so keep your eye out for that. I, I know it's released in Japan in June. I'm not sure when it's coming to the States. When we'll get it in the States. Yeah. Or some <laughs> kind of Fathom events or something, right? Or Right. G Kids, hopefully he's going to do something with it or animation. Had you ever seen any of his films? No. I, I looked at the, his filmography and now this was the first film of his mm -hmm. I've seen. And I, and I agree. I thought the same thing that some of those I definitely need to add to my list, particularly because I was so impressed with with uh, the storytelling yeah. of, of this one and the, and, the, and the artistry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, me too. So the story starts out with this uh, world called Oz. That's this uh, uh, interactive virtual reality kind of world 
uh, that people can, similar to the Oasis, Ready Player One. Yeah, it's, that's what I thought. It's very reminiscent of the Oasis. And really, functionality-wise, it's a lot like Facebook yeah. in a lot of ways, even though you're not necessarily having an avatar and different things like you do in Oz and then the Oasis and whatnot. But it's like Facebook still, takes it to the next step where like yeah. the, the Oz, it runs utilities. It runs, it even has like nuclear codes. Like it has everything. It has everything it. and everybody uses it to, mm -hmm. to run their life basically, you know, yeah. that's how they do their banking and, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, everything is tied into, tied into yeah. it, tied into yeah. Oz. So we start out with a character named Kenji and uh, he is basically his job is he's a teenager and his job is he works kind of getting bugs and stuff out of Oz like he uh, he works on Oz and uh, and there is he's kind of shy but he's uh, he's a little bit of a pushover but not too I wouldn't describe him as super geeky. I don't know. What do you think about Kenji? Well, no, I think you're right on. He, he, he's a, he's like a, you know, a computer programmer and in a way maybe fits a bit of a stereotype that, mm -hmm. you know, that type of a role, maybe a bit of an introvert, uh, super smart and really able to solve problems uh, and has some aspirations, I think, to, to be better socially and, and whatnot, but, but still is, is, is shy and, and, and but maybe a bit insecure. Is that fair to say yeah, about I his character? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I think that's a fair way to describe it. Crush on this girl named Natsuku, Natsuki. <laughs> yeah, I think and... it's Natsuki, right? <laughs> I blow it on these names. I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> about that to your anime listeners. I'm trying to do better. Right. Uh, and so she invites him to go and be her date, basically, for a 90th birthday party of her great-grandmother. Her great-grandma, yeah. Uh, what did you think of of her as a character did you buy that he would go with her you know i kind of felt in a way her character was was one of the things i didn't really love mm -hmm. about the movie i was kind of confused I, I i got confused about her and we'll come to some of the different yeah. points as we go well, but because he's got a crush on her and you know she was she he was there with his friend and she was she basically just said i just need i need you to come with me and you got to trust me and I feel like it was, you know, I could see why how he could do it. Like it would be something that even though there was a big unknown or big question mark about what was involved, that he's just like, okay, what the heck, I'm going to do it. You yeah. know, he's uh, psyched himself up to do it. I mean, I think what maybe doesn't work 100% is the idea that a high school girl would need a date for her grandma's, um, great grandma's birthday party. That feels a little weird. Yes. <laughs> Especially yeah. once they have a fake engagement, as much as I love fake engagements in Hallmark movies, it feels a little bit like these are teenagers. That's, yeah, that's I wanted to ask you about it. How does that compare to <laughs> one of these Hallmark movies? It seems like that's kind of a recurring uh, yeah. uh, story element, isn't it? To have yeah. a fake engagement in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> oh, I love, I love fake engagements, but just high school students, it's a little weird. Yeah. See. I'm surprised by that, and I wondered if part of that was a cultural thing. I just thought I'm really awfully young to yeah. be 
I think it is doing doing this and you know for grandma great grandma to require to require <laughs> it but anyway I, luckily they really don't spend very much time on the uh, romance true yeah. uh, you know for better or for worse it's really kind of becomes I mean it's 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 a very present plot point but it's not yeah it's, they don't they don't just kill it or drive yeah, it's probably the, right? <laughs> yeah it's probably the smallest of the uh if you have the reunion movie the romance the hacker movie the video game movie uh <laughs> thriller it's probably the least time i would say out of all of those mm-hmm. to spend on it so i think that's okay but anyway so kenji goes with natsuki to her grandma's grandma sake and um and, and then they, they take the train, right? Yes, they take the train. Yeah. That's true. And, and you can get a lot of exposition sort of in this uh, yes, set of telling yeah. you about Oz and what it is and what it does. And uh, I think that works pretty well. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. So uh, then you have this family reunion and there are a lot of characters. I, when he was first making the movie, Mamoru Sada said, he wanted to have 80, <laughs> 80 characters. And there are a lot of characters in this movie. I counted at least off of the um the Wikipedia 28, yeah, 28. characters, which is a lot. There's a lot. It's, this is a big family. Right. And, and they're there to honor their, their grandma. This I love the setting of the house that they go to where you know where the great grandma lives because that part kind of remind me, reminded me of uh of some Studio Ghibli type of films, you know, like only yesterday or something. And that it just, this this beautiful uh, Japanese, it's all, I don't know what you call it. It's kind of a mansion, you know, yeah. but out, out in the country, um, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I loved it. I just felt very transported yeah. to this it, other uh, place. Yeah. They have really like the old, like the, the house, the house is it look. It feels sort of old fashioned, which is a nice yes. contrast to everything from the, uh, the from Oz, which is so yeah from Oz, new so, and busy yeah. and crazy. And then you have this sort of traditional uh, world mm-hmm. in the house, so it's it's very interesting. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Do you come from a, a big family? Uh, you know, not really. I mean, I, I'm there. There are five kids in my family, so I mean, I guess. On the standards today, you know, today's standards, it could be considered kind of big, but uh, but we also don't have a, just a huge like, like a huge extended family, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like tons and tons of of nieces and nephews and you know grandkids and all this sort of stuff. It's just it's 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 kind of limited. So uh, so you know, but have I like have friends family. that have just these gigantic families, you know, yeah, and so. I can, I can, I was, I was picturing kind of their type of family reunion uh, thing when I was seeing what, what was presented to us in the film. So you don't have these like kind of big chaotic family reunions kind of thing that often? Not really. I mean, we, we, we've had some, but it's just, our family's just not that big. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, I can really relate to it because uh, I have uh, quite a few cousins and we would, uh, we would get together quite frequently. And we had, um, 
a family reunion, I think every two years for a long time. And it was always completely crazy. Um, I usually, my grandfather would, would leave in a huff and be upset and people would end up, some people would end up fighting then everybody else would have a great time. And there was, so I definitely, all <laughs> related to this. Uh, there was one time where, uh, yeah. where things practically came to blows. It was pretty intense. And, um, and then, you know, and then you have like tons of fun too. And, uh, we're all very, in my family on the Wagner side, we're all very strong personalities. We're all kind of big and loud and, and it's kind of like, I feel like that's why I like my big Fred Creek wedding so much is because I can mm -hmm. really relate to it. You can relate. <laughs> yeah. And so you can really relate to this film because that's what was going on with this family, right? There yeah. was just, yeah, a lot of, a lot of wonderful personalities and, and, uh, lots going on, you know, yeah. lots going on with this family. Yeah, I agreed. It, it definitely captured that sense of like, especially when they have the, the, they have the uncle who has been uh, um, that has been estranged from the family. Uh, and, yeah, um, he's kind of the black, the black sheep of the family. Yeah, and everybody's just kind of trying to make uh, the grandma happy, which I can definitely relate to as well because uh, yes. we've, we've had some, some things like that and, and everybody was, but everyone in my family loves my grandma. Like, uh, she is just beloved. <laughs> and uh, when she got sick, it was interesting because uh, she, um, she's still alive, but she went through some tough times a couple of years ago. And uh, what was interesting is I, I called uh, my sister who was there in California at the time. And I said, you know, well, I've got to make sure I get over there because me and grandma have a, a really special bond. I said something like that. And she's like, you have no idea all, like, all the cousins, like all of them have basically called and said something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I think we all feel like we're the most special. And I think that's because yeah. of that gift of just making you feel loved and making you Isn't feel that wonderful. Yeah. And so I definitely related to, uh, to Natsuki and Sake's relationship uh, because that was the way it was my grandma's that she, she, was, she sometimes could be tough you sometimes could be strict, uh, but always just loving. And she made you feel like you were the, she makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room. Yeah. And, and when I, uh, when I was very unhappy in my job, uh, I was still, I was working for a division of the family company. And, uh, and I don't, I never told my grandma that I was struggling so much. And maybe my mom told her, I don't know, but, uh, but she called me every Wednesday during lunch just to see how I was doing. And it became like this thing <laughs> and uh, which, I don't know. She just knew somehow, you know, and, and, uh, I, I always just love that about her. And I, I just think that this movie captures that dynamic pretty well. Yes. Yeah. That's wonderful to hear. No, thanks for sharing that because that's one of the things I really liked about the family dynamic is that, even though maybe there was some squabbling or they had some differences, everybody respected great grandma. Yeah. And, and, uh, that was, that was really nice to see. And, and an element of the film, I thought that rang true, but that also was just really pleasing, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. just to see people respect 
respect someone in their family so much like that respect and love them yeah yeah Yeah, and i think in this way this movie is better than ready player one the the book ready player one is better than the movie um as far as developing relationships but this it it has more relationships outside of oz than than wade ever has in outside of the oasis so i appreciate that as just a a contrast but but anyway, so yeah, so Kenji and, uh, and Natsuki end up telling their family that they are engaged. And, <laughs> and one of the uncles thinks that, oh, well, she must be pregnant. And she's like, no, but she's just trying to like make her grandma happy. And uh, so anyway, there's all kinds of drama. <laughs> yeah that that's very family to me and I, yeah. I always say that like visiting my family there's going on vacation because my parents live in california for years and then there's visiting my family <laughs> they're not the same <laughs> yeah not the same right <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but so uh then we find out that in oz there is a uh virus i guess i call it called the called love machine um, yeah this this virus gets introduced into oz and really starts wreaking havoc yeah they describe it on wikipedia as an artificial intelligence uh, mm-hmm. and what did you think about this about love machine sort of the main villain kind of in the movie well yeah he was the main villain and i thought i, I liked it because again he was animated in a very interesting way and and his anime and his character would morph into different things as yeah time you know as as the story progresses and he gets through different areas in the the program and whatnot yeah Uh, i guess we should say what do you think about the design of oz well it's a knockout you know um oz clearly was designed uh heavy use of of computer graphics but it's all but it still looks 2d i mean it's a really cool hybrid of of i think uh, you know 2d and 3d animation but it's got this wonderful colorful very japanese style to it and you and i had corresponded a little bit about this but you know after seeing the film i just was racking my brain for days i was trying to remember I've seen artwork like this before and I just couldn't remember. And then finally it, it hit me. There's this museum in Los Angeles of as a, a modern art museum called the Broad. And uh, there's this Japanese pop artist named Taka, uh, Takashi Murakami. And I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering, butchering his name, but he, he does his art in, he does a lot of the one the the piece that they have at the broad is huge it's this giant wall that's maybe 20 feet tall and 30 feet you know wide mm-hmm. but done in this exact same style as Oz, you know as oz so white background and all these colorful very highly stylized pieces that instantly look japanese you know you see it and it looks and it looks japanese and it's it, it's so cool so i i was just wowed mm-hmm. by the design execution of oz and it just continued to be that way as love machine was morphing and changing it and and i thought it was really interesting what did you think about it yeah i thought it was gorgeous and and it was like scary and cute at the same time 
and uh, and yes. they morph like so quickly from being like super cute to being scary. Even yeah. self could could kind of do that and get these big fangs, you know, and like, yeah, you know? and Go from, yeah, kind of a right, kind of a beautiful character to something really scary. Yeah, yeah. and it didn't have that problem that some. Uh, some virtual realities have where it felt a need to sort of mimic uh, mimic what we know or have like lots of product placement or whatever. It was all just its own unique thing. And I don't mind the product placement yeah. that much. Like I didn't mind all the Easter eggs in Ready Player One. That was fine for me because that's all part of the game. Ready Player One, <laughs> it's supposed to be that way because he's putting, that's the, how Halliday designed it to put yeah. pieces together. Whereas this, this is not designed to be a game. This is designed to be a world. I don't know, just like a little, it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. this virtual world. And uh, I, I liked how everything, it wasn't, and it wasn't even, sometimes they were, it reminded me of, of uh, like Tron. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. or someone's going in again, they're using an avatar in this case to go in to the, into the world. But yet, it's it's more liberated than Tron because it's all everything's floating. You know, everything everything's in the air. It's like there's no there's not even necessarily, you know, quote unquote gravity going on in there. It's just this wonderful freeform expression. I was I was really, really wowed by the artistry of it. I, I think um, the you know, kudos to the animation team for that. And and I think it's one of the strengths of the film. Is, oh, definitely. Is, is the design of Oz. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like it really sort of takes you away into something completely different, something completely, I don't know, it's just really magical. I did ask my uh, followers on Twitter. And I got two responses about Summer Wars. Jonathan uh, North said, he says, not quite on the level of a Studio Ghibli movie, but still great in its own way. Very visually different and creative. Similar plot devices to Tron and done in a totally unique way that feels uh, like it's completely its own thing. Totally worth checking out for animation fans. And then Jacob Dominguez says, Summer Wars is awesome. It's beautiful and one of my favorite films about the importance of power and, uh, sorry, let me read it again. Summer Wars is awesome. It's beautiful and one of my favorite films about the importance and power of family. So nice, yeah, yeah. You so, got cool followers. <laughs> yeah. So I, the 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 interesting thing about Tron is Tron is all about like personal revenge, and you do get kind of the same theme here a little bit because you have uh, Wabasuke, Wabasuke, uh, who uh, his he's feeling uh, he's feeling angry. He wants to kind of get revenge. What is his big beef with, in your eyes? Well, you know, how I interpret it, and I'll be interested to get, you know, your take on it, too. Uh, he, I, I, I felt like he, he, he wanted acceptance mm -hmm. and didn't get it from his family. And so he had to, he did, he did something really extreme. You know, he, he left Japan, right? And then he go to the U.S. and then yeah. just started doing, and do, do this programming. And he's the one who created love machine right yeah what is he because he's gonna he creates love machine he's gonna sell it to the united states government yes. army, and 
and what what does he try? So he, and he was just trying to do a test run, and it kind of went crazy. Yeah, that's that's how I interpreted it. But again, yeah. I don't think that they were really clear about about him. Maybe some of it was was just me watching, you know, missing some stuff too. But I really wondered about his motivations because the second you meet him, he's shifty. But be, but also because he's been he's been gone and his family has basically disowned him, right? He was just coming to, to be, to pay respects to great grandma. Yeah. Yeah. He has, there's a rift and, uh, and he, uh, he decides to create this for the United States army uh, because they're going to pay him a lot. And then he's got this plan that he's, he had taken uh, some of the uh, money from, uh, I guess of the family fortune. And so going to sell, this thing to the United States army. And then he was going to, uh, and it was going to be this great thing. And it's not really clear why the United States army would want it. Uh, you know, <laughs> what's going on there. Right. But exactly. Anyway, that's kind of the plan. exactly. Yeah. That so, was, well, yeah, that's part. Again, it could have been just my, <laughs> you know, I, I missed something, which I wouldn't, you know, uh, which yeah. probably happened, but still, it just seemed his motivations and everything seemed a little unclear to me. But still, mad at the family, right? And then trying to get back, I think, in their good graces, possibly. But but uh, the only person that reaches out to him, though, is um, the girl, right? The main, yeah, the main girl. She's everybody else won't even talk to him. <laughs> seem to have a, a relationship uh, yeah a special relationship yeah and at first i mean they all blame when when everything goes wrong they blame kenji because uh the uh, love machine uses kenji's avatar and so they mm-hmm. think it's something kenji did when he didn't and it's not until later on at dinner that uh, that uh it's not later later it's not till later on at dinner that wabasuke uh, basically confesses that he's the one he's kind of bragging it's not really confessing he's kind of bragging yeah, about he's it. bragging he's about it this. yeah and he thinks i think he thinks they're gonna like it because oh we're gonna get all this money and it's gonna be this great and everybody is horrified including grandma girl grandma yeah, yeah. <laughs> grandma's not having any of it <laughs> yeah the, she gets out this long like long like this weapon sickle it's like a yeah grim reaper would have yeah and it kind of rushes him out of town and uh yeah you see the love machine just keeps growing and growing and growing and uh natsuki has a cousin named kazuma who's younger than her really really great at computers and uh yeah she was uh, well actually i'm not even sure is it a is kazuma is that a boy or a girl i was gonna ask you that <laughs> i i think she's a girl okay but, a girl but it's you know almost like a tom, almost like a tomboy type you know and also and and teenage like 13 ish right kind of 12 or 13 maybe or even a little younger what yeah. do you think about about her age I yeah guess. i think probably like 12 is would be my yeah, guess yeah yeah um, and she, you see her go through a lot. It's a pretty developed yeah. character. Uh, she's really good with computers. Uh, she uh, starts to uh, 
to fight Love Machine, but then Love Machine defeats her avatar, King Cosma, and and just continues to just consume all of uh, you know Oz, millions of accounts and everything like that. And it causes all of these problems. There's not only uh, because all of these electrical devices are all uh, hooked up through the whole country's like transportation grid. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, the, all of Japan's transportation grid can be controlled through Oz. Go figure. So he's like caused gridlock nationwide, right? And yeah. problems with the trains and everybody's stuck. And like some of the family members now, they can't get to grandma's house because they're stuck in traffic right right yeah well they try to arrest kenji at a certain point and because Mm -hmm. of all the traffic they bring him back and uh because there's these two uncles uh named rika and shota and uh they both kind of they both hate uh wabasuke especially shota and uh and so they but they first are blaming kenji and uh, and it stops all of uh, medical devices and other things, not only just uh thing. And uh, uh, then you have Sake, she tries to, she makes some calls, trying to get people who work in emergency services, uh, trying to get everything she, you know, trying to, trying to get through this and trying to motivate the family. And, uh, and then Kenji goes and uh, is able to kind of get through and become a moderator. Uh, and that's when you get the the re- the reveal from Wabsuke that he had sold the machine to the uh, to the army, the United States Army, for this test run. And they get in this big fight, and uh, and they have uh, and you do have this you'd have this cute moment between Sake and Kenji and Natsuki Suki, where Saki basically says like you know take care of my of my girl kind of a thing and you have this cute moment amongst all this chaos which is nice yeah and that's kind yeah, of the last thing you know one of the things oh go ahead, go ahead. sorry no i so said that's one of the sorry to interrupt Rach. that's one of the things i think that's so fun about this movie is that uh it's paced so well where you you have the really stressful parts you know in oz as love machine is taking over and looking scarier and scarier and and more and more bad things are happening in Japan, you know, to the transportation and power grid and everything. And then you come back to a family scene and again, you're in this beautiful setting and it humanizes it because again, they're talking about these family issues that even though get a little bit exaggerated, they're they're real, right? I mean, I think there's things that we could all relate to as, as they're, as this family is trying to work out some of these issues and, and deal with these problems that they're having. Yeah. It gives you time to like breathe. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's really well done that way. I think it does manage tone. The only time I think that it doesn't manage tone is some of the humor. I think it doesn't really work for me. Um, between, yeah. uh, particularly, uh, uh, Shotu and the, uh, the yeah. uncle, uh, he's just, it's a very Japanese kind of, yes. kind of humor, which is like big and loud and kind of shouting that uh, you've seen a lot of yeah. anime, um, but it didn't really. Yeah, it happens in anime and then how their faces get modified, you know, the, the, the drawing of their faces yeah. <laughs> too, which is, I mean, it's just an anime convention. Yeah. Right? But yeah, still, you can see it like in My Neighbor, it. the Yamadas, or like 
uh, I yeah. don't know, other sort of broad comedic, even some scenes in Only Yesterday, things like that. I, I guess I haven't seen that many comedic uh, anime movies, but just that very like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you see quite the a bit faces. of that between Shota, Shota and Rika, I think. Mm-hmm. Almost like uh, over the top. Yeah, I'm with you. The, the humor... The humor just didn't work that well for me there, and I, I just wonder if some of it's a cultural thing. Yeah, probably, too. probably. Uh, so yeah, then you have uh, what Obsuke leaving, going off, leaving because his big reveal didn't have the effect that he wanted. Yeah, thought they were gonna like this, and we're gonna be excited that he's gonna be able to make all this money, and they obviously thought it was horrible because he's putting all these lives at risk. And uh, so uh, then the next morning we find out that Sake is dead, that she's passed away. And Mansaku, who is the one who says uh, that the reason why she passed away was because she had this enigma and her heart, heart enigma and that the, um, the love machine had deactivated her heart monitor. So like they're really mad at Wabsuke now because he basically killed. He killed grandma. He killed grandma. Yeah. So it's pretty, uh, so in, then the next part of the movie, you have like all of a sudden they go into sort of funeral mode. <laughs> and uh, so you have the stuff going on at the house, the stuff in Oz, and uh, all sort of all happening at the same time. It's pretty, it gets pretty chaotic, but it, I don't know. It's pretty fun. No, I liked it. And you know, yeah. I, I thought that funeral stuff was handled really beautifully, you know, with, with, with respect and, uh, Again, it's rain, you know, it rains. And so there's like, you know, moody and, and the slow camera movement through the house. There's that one shot where everybody's kind of sitting on the exterior of the house or, or, or sitting kind of like on the step. And, yeah. and, and that's just slow pan that goes across and you, just, and you just see everybody kind of mourning in their own way. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, you, you do. You see some getting very upset. Some are more quiet, different things. There's the one who's just like uh-huh. watching baseball the whole time. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, she's watching baseball. <laughs> which feels, feels totally real to me. There's always like one person in any family gathering who's just like, I'm just going right, to watch watching sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about this plan that they developed that they are going to bring in the supercomputer that is going to be able to help defeat love machine. And they, and they have all these ice blocks that are trying to keep it cool. Uh, but then uh, Shota, because it's super, super hot day and Shota moves the ice blocks in with uh, sake in order to keep her body cool. Uh, and that ends up, causing all kinds of problems with the supercomputer. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that whole plan? Well, you know, I think for me, this is where stuff goes a little south. And again, it's, it's not a huge criticism, Rach. It's just where, it's not really, because, you know, they're able to instantly get the supercomputer, get the house with the proper amount of electricity you know, and all this stuff to power it. Well, they get and, that and, boat in. The and then they, yeah, they get the boat in. <laughs> it is pretty, all, pretty fast. <laughs> all this crazy stuff. And again, I mean, I know it's, 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 a, it's a 
fantasy movie, and I'm not. I mean, not a fan of you know, not necessarily fantasy genre, but I mean, this, I'm not saying that this movie's tied in complete with realism. But with the, most of the stuff, though, yeah, you could kind of follow it, you know, and you kind of, kind of buy it. But this, this was a tad outrageous, but big deal. It was, yeah. it was a way to, it was a way to com- combat it because something had to be done. It's definitely and also convoluted for sure. I agree with you. Yeah, uh, but and they were doing it for Granny, though. You know. Yeah, yeah. and well, and it, it's flipping around so much, and some might find that just chaotic, too hectic. But I kind of like it because, uh, you know, one of the things I really love about the movie Gravity is that there's lots of things that happen in the movie Gravity that are completely absurd. But like the movie is so right. fast paced, it goes boom, 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 boom. So you don't have like a second to be like. Hmm, so like, wait a minute, how did that happen? At least yeah. for me, I'm just absorbed in what's going on. So I'm not like, how did she survive flying off into space? You know, like whatever. And I feel like it's a little bit this way too. Like there's a lot of convoluted stuff. There's a lot of like stuff that's a stretch, but because you're just quickly going on to the next scene and there's so many plot threads that I think it, it kind of helps it work. Uh, yeah. And yeah. again, they, this family, they've got a fight love machine and they know and they know it and yeah, so i do like that. that the grandma says uh at one point she says a family tends to its own messes and this one is no different so i like that i think that's yeah, i like that too <laughs> yeah i, I want I'm, I'm glad you brought that up that's that's a really good it's a really good point and <laughs> again where i think that we give this it's the part of the family drama genre you know (laughs) of this film it's really solid and and it works it kind of reminds me of have you ever seen dan in real life yes yeah i love dan in real life and it's kind of that same sort of like drama family reunion kind of thing yeah right (laughs) exactly but all right so i then you have things get start mounting up as far as tension after this the whole blocks thing and the computer's not working um and so they uh they they find the will of of sake and uh she uh use it she they read it and it's has very loving things to say about wabasuke and so Natsuki reaches out to Wabasuke <laughs> and uh, gets him to come back after reading the will. And, uh, and, you know, she basically says, like, you need to forgive him and you need to have him back in your lives. And so that's when you get uh, this sort of, you find out that there is an asteroid things like I said the tension gets mounted because you find out that there's an asteroid that has hit a probe that is going to hit a power plant it's going to cause you know a huge uh, there's actually even a countdown for a while it's like 10 hours and then it gets down to two hours it's pretty <laughs> pretty intense. it's the countdown clock you know that's the whole kind of thriller aspect of it you know the yeah. thriller genre portion where this probe is going to plummet down to earth and kill the family and everything else in its wake right yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah she has a pretty emotional moment where she's just like there's nothing we can do this is it like and she's just crying and i thought that really worked like there there were some over-the-top reactions but i thought 
that hers was the most genuine to me. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I thought so. I thought so too. It seemed the mm-hmm. most most real and, and and appropriate for her character because really all we've seen her be is just kind of a you know gruff preteen, right? Right. But here she's able to really open up and be emotional and yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so you have this new scheme that uh, they start where uh, the they have decided to play this game called Koi Koi uh, in the Oz, basically like a, uh, yeah. a gambling game. It's a card game that the, the, the grandma liked, right? The great grandma right. liked. And, and, and uh, so at first, like in there. Yeah. At first, Natsuki loses, and you think, oh my gosh, this is going to be really, really bad. And it's all getting very, very tense. You're getting down to like two hours. And, uh, and the, the music is so great in this movie, I think. Yes, agreed. It's, yeah, they've got some choir so in there very, and some electronic. It's yeah. really, and they do such a good job of just like building up tension, I think. And it does feel like, I agree. It's a very like, exciting. Like obviously, it's not going to end with the whole everybody getting destroyed, but and it's not quite as good as building tension as like your name does. But like, I think it does a pretty good job of building that tension. I thought so too, yeah. and 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 the, and everybody's working really hard to try to solve these various problems to to divert. The crashing probe yeah. right and so uh uh the, you know number crunching doing all these different things as they're as they're really trying to work work together yeah so she ends up setting this wager basically that uh, she keeps betting with him and then she gets like an upgrade through these uh whales i guess <laughs> of yeah the- those whales that are part of the Oz security system before yeah. Love Machine kind of took it over. Yeah, I didn't even realize it till reading their names were John and Yoko. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, um, and this I didn't realize feel- that either. I'm not sure if they referred to them. Yeah, this does feel like a movie you could watch many times and get little different yes. things like that every time yeah. you can watch it. Yeah, agreed. And yeah. so. It ends up being this moment where they, uh, they all, all the people in Oz gather together to make, basically make this one bet that's like relying on everything. <laughs> and, uh, and so she wages 150 million avatars uh, in one hand. And uh, so they end up, uh, it ends up damaging Love Machine and uh, and throwing the satellite, the probe, whatever, off. But now it's going to hit them. <laughs> it's not going to hit the nucleus, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's not going to hit the nuclear power plant, but now, yeah, it's going to hit them. Yeah, hit the, hit the family home. But then you have King Cosma uh, that uh, coming back and uh, and destroy and finally destroy his love machine. And uh, so, and they're able to change the GPS code on the probe and it, it, it goes into a geyser into the water. 
So everything's okay and everything's, but, but yeah, I think they do a really good job of building up that tension, making it feel pretty real. And you've also got the whole thing with like funeral stuff. And like I said, there's this weird baseball stuff and there's a lot going on, but yeah, but uh, I don't know. It worked for me. Yeah, me too. I, it's, it, it just, it can't, it just, it stayed compelling to the very thing to the very end. Yeah. yeah. And the animation is so great. And uh, the, I, I listened to the dub, but I thought the dub was pretty good. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I watched too, Rach was the dub. And I thought, I thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, nobody's I, famous in that dub that I'm aware of. Was there no. anybody that you recognized? Yeah. Nobody famous, but they must have just exhausted the voice talent. <laughs> but I think it's fun and right. With all the characters. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, yeah, then you get the, the ending with the basically the funeral for Sake. And, and, a, and it's sort of like a birthday party slash funeral. <laughs> yeah. And you get... Uh, Natsuki and Kenji kissing at the end and saying they're in love. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, it's a really interesting movie. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that it's just sort of a fun story or do you think that uh, Hosada is trying to say anything? Did you take any messages out of it? Well, I thought in a way it was a message movie is that often these cyber thrillers are is that we're putting too much, uh, credence or value into technology and we've got to be careful about that because it could it could easily everything you go set off pretty easily uh mm -hmm. so in, in, in that way but again i never felt like it was preachy no uh i, I just that was definitely just a cool hybrid movie of all these different genres that got swirled together i think uh, it's I think he's also. Yeah, what about for you? I think that's definitely true. I think he's also just trying to talk about family and the importance of uh, not letting people kind of go astray like that and making people feel loved and yeah. messy. I think just how messy families are and how hard it is mm -hmm. to be in a family. <laughs> and yeah. uh, one, one movie that I love, uh, it kind of made me think of it, is um, While You Were Sleeping. That uh, sounds weird, but. But uh, I love in that movie when, uh, when he is talking to his dad and uh, the Bill Pullman character and he's like, and the dad says, isn't it great when you just have that moment where everyone is happy and everyone is great? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that moment's not now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I don't know. I think that, that it's really hard to find those moments where everyone is happy. Everyone mm -hmm. is great. It's true. It's like impossible. Uh, yeah. Families are, uh, I think sometimes in uh, our religion that we have, we sometimes paint a very uh, rosy version yeah. of family life. Kind of this, this idyllic, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Which is inaccurate. No. And certainly you're all, you have those moments, but sometimes it can feel like, boy, am I the only one whose family is like a mess? And no, everybody's yeah. family's a mess. You just don't know them all. <laughs> right. It's right. really hard. <laughs> it's really hard, like making everyone feel loved and included and, and dealing with different choices. And it's, it's really hard. So I think it gets that kind of right. I think so too. I really think it gets the family stuff right. 
I think too, again, if I were to to have a bit of a, a bit of a criticism and I'm not wanting to be a Mr. You know, big downer here. I, but at the, at the end, the ending, I'm, I'm glad that we see that, uh, not, Suki and Kenji get together, you know, yeah. because they, they, they kiss at the end, but, um, their relationship never really got resolved in a way that sad, really satisfied yeah. me. Uh, and I think and, that's fair. And I thought Kenji kind of got thrown to the side in the in the finale, whereas Natsuki was the one doing all the crazy yeah, that's true. computer programming. And and I mean, Kenji had to do the, all that math work and that he had worked so hard, he was he was taxing his brain so much that it was like he gave him a bloody nose. I thought that was weird. But um <laughs> yeah, but um but again, I don't I don't mean to be uh, or, or overly critical, but I was, no. but I just was wondering about that because, as you talked about, kind of the Hallmark movie thing with the with the fake engagement, <laughs> I just never felt that 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 their relationship came to full circle. But there were so many. As you said this family was so big. There was so much going on. Yeah, that that's just one of those things that could possibly have been. A casualty but it kind of seemed too bad because given that, that their relationship was the first one that we see yeah in the film that that um i i just i think had uh was expecting more more from that and it and it, it it didn't happen yeah i don't yeah i agree with you i think the relate the romance doesn't really work for me uh and also i think it would have been nice to have gotten sort of a final more of a final moment at that funeral slash birthday with uh uh with the uncle you know all the uncles that have been right. at each other's yeah they've been at each other's throat particularly yeah the guy but who left the family here yeah. it kind of it made me think of uh <laughs> time uh, so i you know i worked for my dad for many years for over a decade i worked with my dad and my dad and I have a great relationship and we enjoyed working together but one of the challenges of working together is that I was always working when I went to visit my family, you know, and uh, so I didn't really get a break when I would go to Christmas or whatever, because, you know, it's just, there's, there was just so much to talk about and so much to do, which was fine. But, uh, but <laughs> I just don't even remember that one time, my, my younger brother, he says, <laughs> he says, Rachel, I like you a lot more in Utah than in California. <laughs> 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 like that's true. Oh dear. Very true. <laughs> like, I know. And because his family is just is just stressful. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I think that the I would say I agree with you about the romance. It doesn't really work. I mean, I think that most high school romances and movies are usually pretty thin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not every movie can be your name. Let's put it that way. <laughs> But uh, right on. <laughs> but I also would say that I think, like I said, the humor doesn't really work for me. That mm -hmm. it's, it's a little over the top, mm -hmm. uh, and it can get a little convoluted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But overall, it's just so creative. It's oh, so, beautiful. so creative! So it, such a fun, yeah, such a fun movie to watch. Yeah, and I think most people, even if you don't have a big family, I I feel like you most people have some kind of a group that's just kind of 
big and loud, you know, that was part of your life. And I don't know. I feel like a lot of people would be able to relate to a lot of oh, this. I, I think so too. Definitely. Yeah. And I, and then I think there's a lot of people really like the whole love machine and the virtual world and yeah. how it's all connected. Cause we are getting closer to that all the time uh, where, you know, everything is connected and everything. And it is kind of scary because if somebody were to take out some of the servers that we have, some of the big major servers, it yeah. would be a disaster of ethical yeah. proportions. Well, exactly. And I was just even thinking too with Facebook, you know, with all this election hacking and all, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, all these yeah, different yeah, dollars yeah. meddling and all these different right. things. Again, not as catastrophic as portrayed in the film, but I was just thinking of the ease that these people had to, you know, really wreak some havoc. Yeah, I mean, and, it doesn't feel like that big of a leap. It's not yeah. like... Yeah, absolutely. So. It feels like this is very, this is very real. Yeah. Cool. Well, great. Well, thanks for talking about this. I'm really... Oh, thank you for introducing me to such an interesting movie. As always, Rachel. Very <laughs> cool. Thank you. Well, I'm really excited. So next time we're going to meet... Uh, we, well, I'm not really excited about talking about Home on the Range, but... I know. <laughs> but we'll, we'll make it fun. We'll have fun with it for our Talking Disney. But next month for Obscure Animation, we're going to be talking about a lovely little movie called Louise by the Shore, which is super cute. It's about an older woman who gets left behind on this like vacation resort island. So she has to figure out a way to survive for, this, uh, for the winter until people come back. Uh, for the And she, she starts out kind of... Uh, withered and haggard or whatever and and she just it kind of energizes her and it's really sweet lovely little movie so i'm excited to talk about it next month Thanks again and i'm um, stanford how can people find you well i'm on twitter at stanford clark and i also have a movie blog which is moviespastandpresent.com great and uh, you can follow me here at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube i also have the hallmarkies podcast on uh, itunes youtube stitcher all of that fun stuff and i uh, and you can follow me on social media at smiling lds girl so lots of fun stuff lots of ways to reach me and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts about this movie let us know what you think and uh, check it out it's really it's a lot of fun so thanks again and uh, we will talk We'll talk in a couple of weeks about that. Thanks, Rachel. Range. Sounds great. See you later. Bye. Okay. Bye.